What an exciting program we have for you on FCA's Sharing the Victory. We'll start off with college basketball and pay a visit to Ron Levensey, head coach of Barton College, the NCAA Division II defending champions. I don't know that the championship validated me. What it did is it increased my strength and my faith and my uh, belief in my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll also go into the world of NASCAR with chaplain and pastor Dale Beaver. The intensity of the sport magnifies everything. The temptations are more intense, but indeed the opportunities to talk about the deeper issues of life as a result of that are also more intense. And we'll hear about an important facet of the fellowship of Christian athletes, camps. The beauty of camps is you see the light bulb go on, like God doing a transforming work where for the first time, sometimes these athletes actually see an opportunity to worship God on the playing field. It's time to get the program underway with the host of Sharing the Victory, University of Nebraska assistant football coach, Ron Brown. We welcome our guest today, Ron Levensey, the head basketball coach for Barton College, Little Barton College, NCAA Division II school in North Carolina, won the Division II National Championship in 2007. Coach, uh, first of all, welcome to the show, and let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, uh, you've been your conference coach of the year four times. You win a national championship in 2007. Uh, you do it in dramatic style. It's a dream come true for any guy out there who would ever think about coaching. But uh, at your school, um, are all the guys on the same page where you're at spiritually? And how do you get across the message of Jesus Christ at Barton College to your, to your basketball players, all of them? Um, many of our players are not Christians on our team. Uh, some are. So we, ha- we have a very broad range of where uh, our guys are spiritually. Um, I choose to minister to my players through prayer. We pray every single practice. We pray every single game. Um, I constantly use Bible stories, uh, things out of the Bible, uh, verses, uh, in fact, the last couple of weeks I've had one of my players who I don't know uh, write up uh, verses on our board in the, in the locker room for our guys to see. So, you know, we, we have a number of ways that we can minister. Um, are all of our guys receptive to it? You know, they're, they're all going to be receptive in one way or another, but some, some will not totally buy into Christianity um, at this stage in their life. But what, what we're really hoping and what I'm praying and hoping for um, you know, when I pray for my team on a daily basis, is that somewhere down the line, when they leave Barton and they look back at their career at Barton, I hope that they will remember they had a coach that prayed for them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and pushed them to look at things much more important than basketball in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great, Coach. We're talking to Ron Levensey, the head basketball coach with Barton College. They won a Division II national championship in 2007 in dramatic style, last second layup, had a lot of close games down the stretch that year. And, you know, I, I really appreciate uh, championship coaches, yourself, uh, Tom Osborne. You know, I had a chance to uh, coach for Tom Osborne as an assistant coach for 11 years. And teams really fall or rise on leadership. Civilizations rise and fall. 
call on leadership. And when, when the leadership is godly, the scriptures tell us, then the people rejoice. We want to keep uh, encouraging you to continue to do that at Barton College. We don't get to see enough of what uh, coaches like you at the Division II level do. You know, we don't get to see on TV a whole lot. We did get to see the national title game that way. But we don't get all those inside stories like they do in Division One. And yet God has you in just as important of a role as any Division One coach or any NBA coach as well. Well, thank you. I mean, uh, I just I just look at it as a ministry. I think uh, you know God places all of us, whether we're a coach or or in any other field, in the field of work that we're in. He places us there, and He asks us to be faithful with where He has placed us. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time in my life, this is where the Lord has placed me, and my job is to be faithful to Him in all of my actions and in my deeds, and that way uh, he can honor me in the position that he places me in. And, and one of my big prayers is, you know, on a daily basis is that I will always honor him with the words of my mouth and, and the meditations of my heart mm. as a basketball coach here at Barton College. Well, Coach Ron Levensey, you are a great example of God's definition of success. Your perspective is clear. You're cross and Christ-centered. And, and I praise the Lord for coaches that are willing to have the courage to live that way, not compare their situation to anyone else's, and uh, to even, even after winning a national title, to keep a humble perspective. Our guest today has been the head basketball coach at Barton College, Ron Levensee, and uh, again, winner of a Division II national championship in 2007, but most importantly, a winner because he knows Jesus Christ is the saving Lord. Coach Levensee, thanks for being on the show with us today. Thank you very much. God bless you. That's Coach Levensee of Barton College. Do you want to find out what FCA is doing in your area? Go to FCA.org. That's FCA.org. There's always something going on at FCA. We have local huddles, coaches' Bible studies, and camps of all varieties. And speaking of camps, we're going to get the scoop on FCA camps with our own Dan Britton from FCA's national office. That's coming up next on Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is more than just a radio program or magazine. Sharing the Victory is available 24 hours a day at SharingTheVictory.com. At SharingTheVictory.com, you can click on radio and listen to the program online or subscribe to the podcast. There's also articles, testimonies from athletes and coaches, and a place for you to submit story ideas. You can also download Sharing the Victory wallpaper for your computer. Check us out online at SharingTheVictory.com. That's SharingTheVictory.com. The work of FCA can be summed up in four words, coaches, campus, camp, and community. The four C's are vital in fulfilling FCA's vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. There's FCA staff in your area ready to partner with you in seeing this vision through. To find out how you can get involved with FCA in your community, go to fca.org. That's fca.org or call 1-866-STV-5031.
It's time for FCA Across America, and we're up with our Senior Vice President of Ministry Programs with the National FCA Office, Dan Britton. Dan, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Ron. Dan, you, you've been uh, in FCA for a total of 17 years. Man, you had so many accolades from people back east in the D.C. area uh, that just rave about your love for the Lord and how it expressed, and we've seen that nationally as well. And today we're going to talk about something that's been near and dear to your heart, camps, that real live expression that we take from the pulpit to the fields and talk to us about you know the definition of camps for FCA what it's all about what's the purpose well FCA camps have been existing just uh, two years after FCA started FCA birth uh, in 1954 and in 1956 we had 256 young men uh, participate in the first camp at SS Park mm-hmm. Colorado mm-hmm. we called that 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 week of inspiration and perspiration and and you know, Ron, the, the, the beauty of camps is you see the light bulb go on, like God doing a transforming work where for the first time, sometimes these athletes actually see an opportunity to worship God on the playing field, mm-hmm. that they can actually connect their faith and their sports together. And, and when you see in a young man or young woman's life in their athletic pursuit that they can actually connect those things together their faith in Christ hmm. and their love for sports, those two loves, and put it together. They don't have to be separate. That is the beauty of camps. Yeah, absolutely. So, Dan, what you're saying, that when a kid comes back from a three-day camp or a week-long camp, what is it that we wanted to have impressed upon that young man or young woman? Probably the best thing, uh, Ron, uh, once uh, our former uh, D.C. Uh, director and now our national one with a play uh, spokesperson, Steve Fitzhu, said he took a bunch of, uh, of his kids from uh, Dunbar High School uh, in inner city uh, uh, D.C., and, and I think he took like almost the whole offensive line uh, to that camp. And uh, these guys got off the bus after they got back from camp, and uh, one of the moms was there picking uh, one of the, uh, the linemen up. I think he was probably about 300 pounds. And as he was getting off the bus, and he loved the, the, the food at camp, and he loved the competition and loved the uh, worship times. And as soon as he got off, Ron, I mean, literally Steve said he saw the mom look into the son's eyes and said, Son, what happened at camp? There's wow. something about you that's different that took place. Hmm. That camp changed you, wow. and he gave her a big hug, and and that that's the beauty of camps. Huh. And so it's not just what happens at camp, but that transformation lasting. They go back to the school, go back to their team, go back to the community, go back to the church, and life change begins. Mm, that's a great word, Pritchard Dana. D- talk to us about the variety of camps. I mean, we got a ton of camps in FCA. I mean, when people think of FCA, they often think of camps. We got them all over the country. We got them all over the world. But give us some ideas of what camps look like here. One of the things, Ron, we've done is taken the old athletic model of camps, which was come and play various sports all week long. One day you may play football, the next day basketball. We've changed that model and said that now we have sports-specific camps. You come mm-hmm. and you do lacrosse all week long. Mm-hmm. Or you come and do ice hockey all week long. Yeah. We have seven different types of camps that now we are able to reach coaches and athletes throughout the summer. Just give me an example of how many folks have we reached, let's say, in a summer of camps. The last summer alone, I mean, this is crazy when you think about it, that FCA had a chance to do 240 different camps reaching 42,001 coach and athlete. Hmm. 
Hmm. You know, and we always say that one, that might have been you. Hmm. So we want you to come to camp. Wow, that's awesome. And then, you know, we're running out of time. So we, we're going to have to pick this up next week. We'd love to have you come back next week because for those of you who have been listening to Dan Britton, who's the Senior Vice President of Ministry Programs for FCA Talk About Camps, not only are we doing this, this stuff in, in America, we got it going all over the world right now. And, and Dan, we want to talk to you about what's happening internationally with FCA Camps when we come back next week. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. And, and I tell you, if you have any questions, we, we can serve you, call in. We'll give you the camp catalog. We'll mail you stuff. Also, you can go to fcacamps.org and uh, find out all those hundreds of camps that are in your area. Dan, thanks for being with us today on FCA Across America. Thanks, Ron. Let me give you that website one more time to find out more information about FCA Camps. It's fcacamps.org. That's fcacamps.org. You can also call our toll-free number Monday through Friday, 1-866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031. Coming up next, vroom, vroom, it's time for NASCAR. Dale Beaver, who has been a chaplain for NASCAR, has written a devotional book for you race fans. We're going to talk about life in the fast lane, and you'll have a chance to win a copy of Dale's book. But you got to stick around and find out how. That's coming up next on Sharing the Victory, the national radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Hi, this is Jill Ewart, editor of Sharing the Victory magazine. For more than 30 years, Kay Yao has guided the North Carolina State women's basketball program. In the March edition of STV, you can read more about Coach Yao's legendary career and how she keeps her faith despite a long battle with cancer. Also in the March STV, Adrian Griffin of the Chicago Bulls shares his testimony in his own words. To subscribe to Sharing the Victory magazine, go to sharingthevictory.com. That's sharingthevictory.com or call 1-866-STV-5031. Five children are dead after a man entered a rural school and opened fire. God is supposed to be good. Three American soldiers were killed in action after a roadside bomb ripped apart. God is supposed to be love. The scene here in Sudan is one of chaos and tragedy. Refugees are pouring into already overcrowded camps. Isn't God supposed to be all-powerful? Hundreds are dead as the hurricane has now moved inland. I don't understand. There are answers. You can find them at notreligion.com. And now back to Sharing the Victory with our host, Ron Brown. I have a very interesting guest today on Sharing the Victory, Pastor Dale Beaver. Dale is a chaplain for NASCAR. Wow. All the NASCAR fans that are out there uh, in today's day and age, Dale, that's probably pretty exciting for them to hear. Well, it definitely is, Ron. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that they're excited about the ministry of that. I know I was before I even became a chaplain, so it was exciting to me and to know that uh, there was a point guy out there walking around the garage trying to be a pastor to these guys that were turning wrenches each week, especially when that's your favorite sport. Um, uh, It was exciting to me, and I hope that carried over certainly while I was there. I hope I didn't do any damage to that anyway. (laughs) You uh, are involved in a very dangerous sport. and In fact, there are a number of sports that are dangerous, but certainly uh, race car driving at the top speeds that these guys go at, th- there's got to be a, uh, a level of anxiety that's very high. You've had to do a number of funerals, sadly, including the services of, of a very well-known NASCAR driver, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, tell us what that must be like, I mean, in, in your ministry regarding the front-up issue of death with these drivers and also their families. Well, I tell everybody that, that's interested in this ministry that the intensity of the sport raises everything. 
uh, magnifies everything. The temptations are more intense, but indeed the opportunities to talk about the deeper issues of life as a result of that are also more intense. And so um, Motor Racing Outreach is the name of the ministry that, that I was a part of. To be able to go from race car to race car and to touch these guys uh, physically, you know, in with their hands before they touch 200 miles an hour, and to be able to pause a moment and to ground what they're doing in an eternal perspective, and then often at times to be the first face or maybe one of the first faces they see when they pull into victory lane, uh, it reminds them that you know that hey, wait a minute, this is beyond just winning the big money and having all the adoration of the fans. This is something that that is all about the eternal perspective that God's allowed me to be a part of. You know, it's interesting, uh, Dale. I've noticed in sports where there's a great deal of physicality and and maybe more of a propensity for injury, there are a number of guys that go to chapel. I mean, and, and they're yeah. not all necessarily believers, but I think the concern of their physical well-being and and uh, and certainly other issues, not just the, the, the physical safety, but having to play in front of thousands and thousands of people, big giant stadiums. So what's that like for the average racer? Where are they like? Do you feel like they're more open to hear the gospel message uh, before maybe each race? Like you said, the physicality that goes on in sport, I mean, there's a risk involved. And all these guys, I think, you can either deny that and try to manage that the best you can, or you can really embrace it for what it is and realize that, okay, you know, I need to be thinking about my own mortality here. For me, the best thing that I was able to communicate that sin separates us from God. And and immediately, I think, just in the conventional wisdom, you go to thinking about your checklist of all the things you're doing wrong. And when I was able to help people see that, you know, the core definition of sin is just trying to live your life independently from God and do it your own way. God calls that sin. Mm-hmm. And once these guys woke up to the reality that I didn't, you know, well, maybe I wasn't out fornicating, maybe I'm not cheating on my taxes, maybe I'm doing, doing all things, but you know, I'm still trying to manage my life independently of God. Mm-hmm. And so those windows of opportunity that, that the felt needs create allow you to get in there and teach them some of the core definitions that do help them do business with God. We're talking to Pastor Dale Beaver, who is a chaplain for the NASCAR circuit. Pastor Beaver, uh, you, you mentioned sins and temptation and so forth. Idolatry has to be one at, at an all-time high in NASCAR, as it is in a lot of sports. There's so much glamour and, and prizes, and uh, many of these, uh, these guys are, are really worshipped and adored. Do you talk much about that in your, in your lessons and your devotionals to these men? Exactly. I mean, that's. I mean, I've got a new book out. It's been out for maybe six, eight weeks, and 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 Ron, I wrote that book for the race fan, but I wrote it also for the people that I minister to because of that very thing. Um, I, we've got to get a handle in the sports world. We need to help athletes be icons and not mm-hmm. idols. They can see that I have the opportunity to take the the worship of fans, and I can deflect that to my Creator as an icon. I can draw them to look through me to uh, glorify and honor my maker as opposed to embracing that myself. And and what I've tried to teach my guys that I've walked among um, in the garage is the same thing I try to teach race fans, and that is when you embrace the worship that is reserved only for our Creator God, uh, you can look at what happens to the celebrities in this world when they do that. They lose their minds. They Mm -hmm. lose touch with reality. They lose themselves, and they they Mm self-destruct. So I'm out um, to try to get people to see that that we're created to be icons, Mm -hmm. to, to deflect and to point people 
uh, Christ as opposed to embracing all that adulation for ourselves. Mm. Dale, what, what is the name of your book? Seems like we all need to be reading something like that. <laughs> I've written a book. It, uh, the Judson Press has put out a book called Before the Thunder Rolls. I'm, I'm warning people, whether they're a football fan, baseball fan, the book is written specifically for, for race fans, but I'm wanting people to see that, you know, when you look at your sport, you have, your favorite sport, you have an opportunity um, to see all sorts of things in there that can, can be a metaphor for your relationship with God and how to make him a part of your life. And, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the book. Great. There are so many NASCAR fans, but even for the non-racing fans, it sounds like a very uh, strong book to read regarding uh, some of these issues we've been talking about today. Well, Chaplain Beaver, you've been very enlightening to us in a a growing sport here in America, and you're on the front lines, and just like uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, 17 does tell us that uh, leaders will be held in account for the souls that they lead, and and we really appreciate uh, your willingness to take a a front-view stance here with these men and women who are risking their lives in a a very glamorous and uh, exciting sport here in America. Thanks for being on the show with us today, Dale. Coach, thanks for having me, and I hope we can come back again sometime. My guest today has been NASCAR chaplain Dale Beaver talking about his ministry with uh, the racing world. I'll give a copy of this book to the first 10 people who send us an email. And that email address is stvradio at fca.org. That's stvradio at fca.org. Just tell us you want the book before the thunder rolls and include your mailing address. Again, this is just limited to the first 10 emails, stvradio at fca.org. And don't forget to include your mailing address. Ready? The gun's off. Start emailing. Let's go. Those 10 books are hot. Do you know that we have an enemy that is prowling around and looking to devour? When we return, FCA President Les Steckel is going to tell us how we can be victorious over this enemy by putting on the right kind of armor. Don't you dare touch that dial. Put on your helmet and get yourself ready to roll. FCA Camps, a time of inspiration and perspiration for athletes and coaches who want to reach their full potential. The beauty of camps is you see the light bulb go on. Like God doing a transforming work where for the first time, sometimes these athletes actually see an opportunity to worship God on the playing field. It's time to get focused and pursue the prize. Log on to fcacamps.org. That's fcacamps.org. Next weekend on Sharing the Victory, host Ron Brown talks with Wichita State women's basketball coach Jane Albright. You know, the world, it sells this whole thing of... You win, you're good and smart, and if you lose, you're not. And you got to train these kids to change their ears and value different things. Ron will also visit with sports broadcaster Dave Pash. Plus, we'll learn how the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is taking its ministry worldwide. Join us next weekend for Sharing the Victory. Hi, Ron Brown back again as Sharing the Victory drives on, no pun intended. It's time to check in with our guy who has coached college and pro football for more than 30 years, FCA President Les Steckel. In our discussions this month, we're looking at the term SMEAC, 
No, it's not a sports term like smack, as in smack the ball out of the park. SMEAC, or S-M-E-A-C, is a term I learned in my 30 years in the Marine Corps and Reserves. It stands for Situation, Mission, Enemy, Action Plan, and Command and Control. The original intent of this terminology was for battlefield situations, but as I maintain, SMEAC is a good tool for handling all of life's challenges. We've already explained situation and mission, and how do those words apply to our lives? Today, we'll consider the middle letter in SMEAC, which is E, and that stands for enemy. Webster's Dictionary defines enemy as one, a person who hates or fosters harmful designs against another, or two, an opposing military force, or three, something harmful or prejudicial. Therefore, your enemy might be an armed robber or a terrorist or a nation we are at war with or societal evils such as racial prejudice, illegal drugs, the pervasiveness of pornography or that abortions, though less frequent today, are still performed in America. And our enemy can even be our own self-centered life. But those who are familiar with the Bible know that the chief enemy we face, the enemy of our souls, and the father of all evils is Satan himself. We must constantly be aware that Satan, the devil, is always on the attack or about ready to attack. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, we are warned, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Thankfully, we are also given counsel by the Apostle Paul in the 6th chapter of Ephesians as to how we can overcome all satanic attacks. Beginning in verse 11, we are told to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. Paul goes on to speak of this suit of armor as comprising, one, the helmet of salvation, which protects our mind. Two, the breastplate of righteousness, which protects our heart. Three, the belt of truth, which surrounds us with God's truth. Four, the sandals of a peacemaker, which enables us to walk with confidence as we bring the message of God's love to others. Five, the shield of faith, which protects us from all of Satan's fiery darts. And six, the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word that no one can stand against. When we daily take the playing field of life, we must pray to God and ask for his armor. Never would a football player enter the playing field without his helmet and shoulder pads. He would bring great harm to his body. Same for us. Never should we enter the daily game of life without God's armor. Be victorious. Suit up with God's armor daily. Whoops, I'm sorry. I hope you had as much fun as I did thinking about NASCAR. And that was great stuff from Dale Beaver, wasn't it? Isn't it good that God allows us to enjoy his pleasure through sports, even for a wannabe race driver like me? Well, the pleasure continues because next week we got another great show. We're going to be visiting with Jane Albright, the women's basketball coach at Wichita State. She brings some great insight to the table. Did you know that FCA is all over the planet now? 
For those of you who didn't know that, you'll definitely want to check out next week because we'll be visiting with our own Dan Britton, who has traveled a number of places around the world on behalf of FCA. In addition, next week, we'll feature ESPN and Arizona Cardinal broadcaster Dave Pash, an impassioned man for Jesus Christ who comes out of the Jewish faith. And as always, the arrow points to you with this challenge. There are two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. Which will you choose? On behalf of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I'm Ron Brown. Have a great week. Look forward to visiting with you next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Have a great week. Sharing the Victory is a ministry of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the largest Christian sports organization in America. For more information about FCA, log on to fca.org. That's fca.org. Don't forget that you can listen to this program and past programs anytime by going to our website, sharingthevictory.com forward slash radio. You can also subscribe to receive the free weekly podcast. Also, you'll find a place to send your questions or comments. Our website again is sharingthevictory.com forward slash radio. Thanks for listening today, and we invite you to join us next weekend for Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.